0: registered dietitian, holistic cannabis practitioner, and master of nutrition science. Welcome to my podcast, Nutrition Rewired, where I share cutting edge practical advice to improve your health and debunk myths to help you rewire the way you think about nutrition and wellness. In today's episode, I'm going to teach you the basics of cannabis and CBD. I'm going to share some of the research supporting its health benefits, and I'm going to highlight the ways in which CBD could improve your health. And for those of you who have tried CBD, maybe you've tried some of the gummies or tinctures and you haven't seen the health benefits, I'm also going to tell you why that might be the case, whether it's because you're choosing a poor quality product or you're dosing incorrectly. A quick background on me with my certification as a holistic cannabis practitioner, as a dietitian, I felt that I wanted to expand my view of wellness into, you know, different areas that were more holistic because I believe that Western medicine is incredible, but I think there are definitely limitations and understanding just the power of plants and their medicine and how they can be a really good tool in our toolbox I personally have used CBD for many years, especially to help with my gut health, and I have family members who have used it as well. Um, my grandfather actually was purchasing it from a gas station at one point, and that was kind of the moment where I realized, okay, access to this is starting to really grow, but what is that? quality of these products actually coming out. And so selfishly, I wanted to be able to get my hands on a good quality product, but I also wanted to be able to share that product with the people that I love. And now I'm able to also share it with my clients or people who aren't my clients just to offer them a safe, high quality product. Now, CBD is everywhere. I mean, you can find it, like I mentioned with my grandfather, you can find it at the gas station My grocery store has an entire aisle just dedicated to CBD products. And if you go to a smoothie shop, if you go to a bakery, you're bound to find CBD added to one of these products and people are charging extra money for it. And so therefore, these these products must be good for us. They must be healthy. And this is where we need to be really careful because the quality of these products is incredibly important. So what is CBD? CBD stands for cannabidiol and it's a cannabinoid. So this is a naturally occurring compound that is found in the resinous flower of cannabis. And we have more than 100 100 different cannabinoids that come from cannabis plant including others like THC. And THC is one, we have CBD, we have CBN, there's THCA, I won't list them all, but it's important just to know that CBD and THC are only two of the 100 plus compounds that come from the cannabis plant that provide benefits. But the reason that we've only really heard about THC and CBD is because they're the ones that are being more researched, but we're seeing that things like CBG and CBN, these are also coming out um, in research and they're becoming a little bit more popular all of the cannabinoids, including THC and CBD, produce the effects or give us the benefits because of the way that they interact with what's called the endocannabinoid system. Our endocannabinoid system is a system in the body that is responsible for keeping us healthy because it keeps us in balance. And that's wild to me because we never learned about this system in the body. We have receptors as part of this system, and they're all over. They're found in our skin, our immune cells, our heart, our brain, our digestive system. And this system also impacts processes ranging from pain to mood to immunity. And so when this system is out of balance is when we start to see health detriments. Now, it's also important to note that our body actually makes natural cannabinoids, The plant cannabinoids are things like the CBD and the THC, but our body actually makes these, and so some people will have certain genetic makeups where they might have a SNP or what's also called a single nucleotide polymorphism where you just naturally have an imbalance in your endocannabinoid system, but there's also other things that can throw the system out of balance like poor diet, stress, and other lifestyle factors. Now, just like any other system in the body, it's important that CBD, you know, when we think about it, it's a tool. And so just taking CBD is not going to solve your health ailments. It's important to also view it from a nutrition and dietary and lifestyle factor as well. CBD is non-intoxicating and it's non-addictive. And this this is, it's not something that's going to make you feel high the way that THC does. But it's false to say that CBD is not psychoactive. I hear a lot of professionals saying this. Um, CBD is, it's technically psychoactive because it can make your body feel really relaxed and it can help you think more clearly or sleep better. And by definition, it would be incorrect to say that it doesn't affect your mind, but it will not make you feel stoned the way that THC does. I wanna talk about the entourage effect. The entourage effect is important when choosing the type of CBD product. The entourage effect refers to a synergy that's achieved by all of the components of cannabis. So it's almost like thinking about like teamwork, for instance. Now, CBD is just one of the compounds that comes from the cannabis plant. As I mentioned earlier, there are 100-plus different cannabinoids from the plant, and these components work together to enhance the potential benefits of the plant. So think of it like a team. When you have more people on the team working together, you have a more efficient product. It's the same with the cannabis plant. Each compound can amplify the therapeutic properties of others and even while mitigating the potential side effects of others. An example of this is, hopefully you've never had to experience this, but if you've ever gotten really high from a THC product, that's because you're solely taking a product that has predominantly THC in it. Now, if you were to get too high and you were to take CBD, it would actually counter, counteract the high that you're getting from the THC product. So that's also really important to note. Now, not all CBD products are created equally, and you should really understand the difference between the kinds. There are typically three different types of CBD products that you're going to see in the market. There's isolate, broad spectrum, and full spectrum. A full spectrum product means that you're getting all of the phytochemicals naturally found in the plant that include CBD. There's going to be trace amounts of cannabinoids in there and terpenes this product is going to be the least processed. So when we were talking about the entourage effect, that, that benefit of having everybody on the team, that's kind of the, the way that you want to think about a full-spectrum product. If you've got all the benefits, but the, the thing to note here, the biggest difference between this and the others, is that a full-spectrum product is likely to contain THC. Now, some products contain a very small amount, you know 0.3 which is below the legal limit and they have that in there just to to like we said promote the entourage effect and give you all the benefits but if you're someone that's worried about THC maybe you have to take a drug test or maybe you're just not comfortable with the idea of THC then a full spectrum product is not for you because it is likely to contain at least a small amount of THC and then we have broad spectrum. So broad spectrum CBD products contain CBD, obviously, but they're also going to have a lot of these other compounds within the plant, like the CBG, maybe, maybe some CBN, some terpenes, maybe the terpenes are added. But a broad spectrum, the distinction here is that THG should be completely removed, so you shouldn't be getting high effects from a broad-spectrum product, but again, you always have to check and make sure that the company is testing their product to make sure that it is actually removed, because it is a difficult process when you're extracting it from the plant. So broad-spectrum, broad think of it as you get all the benefits without the THC. And then we move into the isolate. So CBD isolate is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It is isolated CBD. It's the purest form that you can get. It's odorless, flavorless, and it's also very versatile, so it doesn't really have much of a taste to it. And this is what you're going to find in a lot of the products that are maybe being added to smoothies or baked goods or chocolates or things like that because of the fact that it is odorless and flavorless. It's very easy for people to add it to things. But unfortunately, the problem with the isolate is that it doesn't offer all of the benefits from the plant. So when we talk about the entourage effect, and we know that from most of the research that's been done, is we see the benefits when you have more of the plant. It's, um, it's important to say that an isolate would probably not give you the benefits that you're looking for. And it's likely to be a very expensive product that you're paying for when you might not even see the benefits. It's also important to make the distinction between hemp-derived CBD versus marijuana-derived CBD. Both hemp and marijuana come from the cannabis plant, but they're very different. So hemp plants naturally contain below 0.3% THC, which means that if you are buying a CBD product that is coming from a hemp plant, it's very likely that it's going to be Zero THC or at least below the legal limit. Now, marijuana derived CBD, this is marijuana is a plant that's selectively bred to contain higher levels of THC relative to CBD. That's what people want typically, and that's why they buy it. So, from a health perspective, if you really just want to get the benefits, the health benefits without the high, choosing a hemp derived CBD is going to be a safer choice if you want to avoid the THC. From a legal perspective, which is also important, I'd suggest going with the hemp extract because they're now approved on the federal level since the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill. So there is research on CBD and its potential as a treatment for a wide range of malalities, but I want to start off by saying that this research is still in its early stages. Much of what we know on the research on cannabis and CBD is based on animal models as well as anecdotal evidence from cannabis users and physicians. A pure form of CBD was actually approved by the Food and Drug Administration to treat severe forms of epilepsy. So we're moving in the right direction, absolutely, especially looking at its use medicinally for things like cancer and um, other conditions. But terpenes, which are found in cannabis, are one of the reasons why cannabis has such amazing benefits. And we find terpenes in different foods like Herbs and spices like black pepper, cinnamon, rosemary, different fruits. And terpene research is way ahead of cannabinoid research. It's the largest family of plant chemistry that we've known. For, there's about 40,000 different terpenes. So we do at least know that a main constituent of cannabis has some pretty hefty research behind it. And that's why we see essential oils being so useful when it comes to our overall health. The research on CBD and cannabis in terms of how it can improve our gut health is the main area of focus for me and my practice, because that's what I specialize in, and all diseases are linked to our gut health. There are only a few robust clinical trials done in humans on gut health, showing the benefits, especially those who have colitis, Crohn's, and irritable bowel syndrome, but we know that CBD is anti-inflammatory, meaning it reduces inflammation and it's been shown to reduce intestinal permeability. Intestinal permeability means that you have a leaky gut, and it doesn't sound pleasant because it's not. You don't want to have a leaky gut. What that means is that There are things crossing the lining of your digestive tract into your blood that shouldn't be there, and that's going to cause an inflammation response, an immune response, and it can lead to a host of different things we have the cannabinoid receptors in our digestive tract, which I mentioned earlier. And so if we take CBD and it interacts with these receptors in our digestive tract, then we can see reduced inflammation, reduced intestinal permeability, which in plain term would mean reduced bloating, improved digestion, maybe less constipation, less diarrhea. These are all of the things that have potential to happen from taking CBD. James Holly, who is a molecular biologist with the International Cannabinoid Cancer Research Institute, talks about another mechanism for improving digestion, noting that cannabis benefits our gut health in so many ways, but in the stomach, it does so by desensitizing the capsaicin receptor. And he says that this receptor is responsible for triggering inflammation in the mucous membrane in the gut. So CBD essentially would be able to reduce that inflammation. The other research that's been done on cannabis or CBD shows that it has potential for autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, different neurological conditions like Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, epilepsy. And I have a personal experience of a friend whose mother was battling ALS and she was using my CBD oil to help with managing some of her symptoms. Also, metabolic syndrome, which includes things like diabetes and obesity, neuropsychiatric illness like autism, ADHD, PTSD, alcoholism, cardiovascular dysfunction, skin diseases, which makes sense because... CBD is antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory, and so if you have something like acne, dermatitis, psoriasis, and you apply a CBD product topically, it can help manage these conditions. And then also taking it internally can help with getting to the root cause of why you're having these skin conditions. And then, lastly, CBD is really being looked at in terms of the anti-cancer properties. They're investigating at several different academic research centers in the U.S. and all over the world. A 2010 brain cancer study by California scientists found that CBD makes THC even more potent as an anti-cancer substance. And another 2010, I love this research article um, reported that CBD actually stimulates neurogenesis, which is the growth of new brain cells. So pretty cool. Like I said, research is still it's still coming out, and it's in its infancy, and we want to see more human studies and less of these anecdotal reports, although I can speak for myself that I've obviously been using it for so long and people that have purchased my product have been using it, and I have friends in the field who have taken other products and seen benefits, so it's it's really great to see that we're having some forward momentum. So now for the main takeaways and some practical application from today's episode. Number one is to really make sure that you're getting a good quality product. There are so many products out there on the market and uh, an article published in JAMA found that nearly 70% of all CBD products sold online are either over or under labeled. And this can cause potential serious harm to consumers or it can mean that your product is completely ineffective and you aren't seeing the health benefits. Make sure that the company that you're getting it from can provide you with a certificate of analysis and a lab test to show that your product's been tested for heavy metals and pesticides, and also that it's true to what it actually says it is. I've had clients bring me bottles of their CBD oil or gummies that don't even have any CBD in them at all. Start low and go slow. The endocannabinoid system has a high inter-individual variability, meaning that everybody's going to react differently to different dosage. So I always say start with about 5 to 10 milligrams a day and slowly work your way up. CBD is not for everybody. You should always talk with your licensed healthcare professional if it's something that you want to start incorporating into your regimen. Another important point is that the enzyme that breaks down CBD also breaks down other medications, the cytochrome P450 enzyme. And so if you're taking a medication with CBD, this really needs to be monitored to make sure that there's no interaction here. CBD is not a magic cure, and remember that you can never supplement a good diet. A balanced diet is key, and that's why I work one-on-one with clients to help them achieve optimal health through the power of food. On my website, Nutrition Rewired, you can find my THC-free CBD products. There are also ones for your pets on there. That's right, your pets have the same endocannabinoid system as we do. All of them are lab tested, tested for pesticides, heavy metals, and toxins, and every purchase comes with a free 15-minute consultation on how to use your product. I've also been on WBZ Radio talking about CBD, and other registered dietitians have had me on their podcasts as an expert in the field talking CBD, which I will link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. If you like this episode, please feel free to comment, subscribe to my channel, and as always, share the health.